I'm Elena. I'm Ella. And I'm Nadia. And this is Newbies to Juvie. In today's podcast, we will be discussing juvenile incarceration, some of the reasons as to why teens are placed in juvenile detention facilities, explaining the process of being incarcerated as a juvenile, and some alternatives for juvie. So, juvenile incarceration, let's talk about it. So getting into this, I think it is important that we clarify some of the reasons as to why children get incarcerated in the first place. Um, One of these reasons is poverty. It is well known that children who grew up in poverty or low low economic neighborhoods struggle more than the average person. Not only do they grow up with lack of resources and money, but they also have to deal with the stress of even getting food on the table sometimes. Just to give an example, say you have a kid who grows up with a single mom and three other siblings. His mom works two jobs and can barely make ends meet. This is when the oldest child has to take responsibility into his own hands and potentially steal from the store. Not because not because he wants to, but because he needs to. After all, this is a he committed a crime though. Therefore he is not labeled as a criminal. Which brings me to my next reason, which is lack of understanding in the courts. If we look at some of the statistics, we would see that more than half of the percentage of judges uh, in the courts of Illinois are dominated by white males. If we take a look at the percentage of juveniles who are incarcerated, you would see that almost 40% of them are African American. We are providing this information to demonstrate that the average white privileged male may not or does not understand or is not empathetic towards that child in the example per se because the judge probably has never had to steal from the store just to put food on the table which makes this black child more likely to be held in a juvenile detention facility and face a longer sentence so let's talk about how getting into the system works and what it's like did you guys know that in illinois the minimum age to be put in juvie is 10 years old But in other states, and what the government advises is that the minimum age to be put in juvie is 13. So do you guys think that 10 years old is too young? Um, Me personally, I think 10 years old is super young. That's putting a fourth grader in jail with kids from ages 10 to 18. I don't think a kid that's in, in like fourth grade who probably is like still learning to read and to write and like needs, you know to have a childhood should be surrounded by all of that. I I agree. I think there's many alternatives to putting a kid into um, a kind of, it's kind of like a jail life for a child and they're developed and they don't understand that. Exactly. Also, according to researchers, the most common age of juvenile offenders is 15, which really surprised me because 15 is in the middle of teenage years And, like, I would think that, like, a 15-year-old, you know, would be, like, harmless. Like we said earlier, more than half of the judges in Illinois are white males, and only 32% of juvenile offenders are white in our country. With the rest of the percentile of juvenile offenders that are only racist Hispanic, African-American, and American Indian. I know that, you know, not all white people are racist, you know, but I think at the end of the day, I don't think white people can understand where people of color are coming from. You know what I mean? Like we said earlier, back to this um, example, I don't think a white male would understand why a Hispanic or Black or um, American Indian 
um child would like you know have to like do this just to like survive I don't think that they can relate to it so I think I think like they kind of just like pin them as like you know these criminals or thugs and I think it does suck but like it's the reality of the situation I think that um that anyone can have that situation but I do think that the stereotype or what most of the world sees is people of color like hispanics and african-americans and other people and it's not very common that a white per a white child has to like you know rob someone or they're living in poverty like like we know it most white people are doctors and lawyers and they're super educated or they you know they know how to survive and they're living like a middle class normal life and what we know and what we see every day is that like, oh, Hispanics are poor, African-Americans are poor, and they're the ones that are supposed to be incarcerated. And that's why we have such a big percentage of those races in juvenile and in jail. I agree 1,000%. I really agree with Ella, too. I think that white people, like, every race has, like, a stereotype. And, like, white people, usually, they're, like, super wealthy and rich and they think of other races as, like, the complete opposite. And that's, like, lesser than, like, in general. Like, I don't know. But, and then that, again, falls into the privilege. Now, we're not trying to say that all white that all white people are like this. But, I mean, the facts are there, you know. And I could only imagine, like, you know, even if the crime, you know, obviously a crime is a crime. Like, there's no getting out of it. But I think, you know, when it has to come to, like, sentences and, like, charges in that sense, I think that's where, like, you know, that's where the racial, like, disconnect happens. Like, the white versus, like, you know, the black is different, you know what I mean? Well, when you, I think when you know that you might be put in a type of jail, I think it would be really scary because you don't know what it's like living in a completely new environment with, like, scary guards and people that are armed and there's fences and gates around you and there's people that have done really bad crimes like selling drugs and murder and even like vandalism because I know if I were put in that situation I would be really terrified so guessing that like someone because in our state obviously the age is 10 years old if I was 10 years old and I was like you know I did something to just live um, and just trying to, you know, trying to make my way in the world, I would be terrified knowing that, like, I'm just trying to survive. I can't, like, there's no other way to, like, live. I have to steal or I have to rob someone of to get money to buy food. Um, yeah. I think that's really scary. And I think also, like, at the end of the day, like, these, putting these kids in, like, you know, jail cells, like, that's not going to make them a better person. Yeah. You're just, they're not going to be able to, like, go out of this as, like, a better person for society. You're going to put these kids who literally grew up in, like, incarcerated. And you're going to expect them to, like, be, like, better people, come out as better people. I think that's just going to give them trauma, honestly. And I think that's going to make things worse. And a lot of the time, uh, kids that are incarcerated and put into juvenile um, facilities, they end up going to jail in the future because that's their way of life. That's after they go into juvie, that's what they learn. And they can live with that. So I don't think it's Mm -hmm. a very, it's not a good system. And it shouldn't, a child should not be locked up because they're trying to live. 
yeah which brings us to our next point which is the alternatives for juvie so now that we have covered reasons why kids get put in these situations the process of incarceration crimes versus charges let's talk about some of the ways to prevent juvie first i think the most obvious we have community service at times a crime committed wasn't a terrible one and they get the option of community service which provides discipline for the person in the end we feel as though people who commit crimes aren't always the bad guys they just made a really dumb mistake and surround themselves with the wrong people we feel like the offender often leaves restorative justice as a better person which is a better option for society like like I was saying earlier, you know, there's always different programs. And I think at the end, like these like alternatives often like make them like actually learn like from their mistake and like grow as a person. You know, community service may not be the most effective because, again, it's like discipline. But I don't think it's like a way for them to like reflect and be like, oh, like I did this. And I'm referring into the sense of like if they actually committed a bad crime. Um, but if it's more like a, like in the example that we gave earlier, I think this would be like a better option because I don't think the child deserves to go to juvie and, you know, they may need discipline and this could be a good option, but, uh, like restorative justice, like this really helps. Um, cause I think like letting out your emotions and your feelings is way, like that takes way more courage than even like robbing a store. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is like a way for people to open and open up and like reflect and just like become like an overall better person. I definitely agree. I think that opening up can definitely change a person's mindset and just make them a completely different person because putting someone and trapping someone inside of a cell or I mean for a child it's technically a cage because all they're going to do is there in there is sit there and think about what they had done and that's not gonna that's not gonna make them a better person that's not gonna teach them any sort of lesson i think that this restorative justice program would help a kid and let them analyze and realize what their mistake was and let give them an opportunity to change it and make the make it better you know exactly so basically our final thoughts are that in most cases, the alternatives are better for the children, especially yeah, especially the children, because I feel like adults—they're adults. They know right from wrong. But like we said, that ten-year-old kid—he's not gonna know, you know, right from wrong at such a young at such a young age. You know, obviously he knows that stealing is bad, but I think he doesn't like this child does not deserve to be put in like a cage, like you said, Ella. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, yeah, our final thoughts are that the alternatives in most cases work better for children and that we need to implement more of this into the system and not send children that commit crimes straight to incarceration, but to look at the child and to be like, okay, this is what they did. This is how we can prevent it. And this is how we can make them leave being a better person. I think definitely analyzing the situation before making an assumption or making a huge decision that's going to change a child's life is definitely something that we should all consider. Yes. I agree. Well, 
I think that is all for today. We wanted to thank you for listening, and we hope this was informative and you guys learned something mm-hmm. today. Um, yeah, I just re- really hope that you guys learned something, that you guys leave with this information. And I think this is something that definitely needs to be talked about more. I, I agree. You guys agree. But yeah, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>